1: What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities.
2: What's up? This is Belle Biff DeVoe. Yours, Judy Idris This is
1: Fantasia. This is Embo.
3: This is India Ari.
1: Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective.
3: What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Yolanda Adams has a new show on BET+. She's here to talk about it. Plus, we're talking to Pastor Mike. Right now, it's Roland Martin. Cafe Mocha begins now.
4: On the line, Roland Martin, host and managing editor of Roland Martin Unfiltered. Roland, let's discuss this new congressional initiative to support Black media. What's going on with that?
2: Well, I, I want to, uh, but I want us to be very even more specific. Black-owned media.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. thank
4: you. Okay. Here's what,
2: and, and the reason that distinction is important is because companies and these largely white ad agencies. Uh, what they have done is for years they have okay to reach African Americans we're going to give them money to Black Target so you know BET used to be black owned but they're not anymore so when they say we're spending money with BET well you're actually giving the money to Viacom CBS just owned by Sherry Redstone when you talk about when they talk about digital oh uh, Complex uh, you know their digital platform reaches more African Americans than anybody else yeah but you're giving the money to Buzzfeed okay. Uh, When people say, hey, we're giving the money to own. No, Discovery owns 95% of Mm OWN, And Discovery now is in partnership with AT&T. And that means AT&T owns 71% of that combined company. So when you give money to own, you're really giving it to AT&T. And so when you you talk about the same thing, Clear Channel, Black Information Network, I got commentaries on there. And so we've always seen that. Here's the problem. We, as Black-owned media, we don't have the ability to grow because we're frozen out of the dollars. Every mm-hmm. year in the general market, 322 billion dollars, B, billion is spent on advertising. Mm-hmm. Black owned media gets anywhere from 0.5 to 1% of the 322 billion. 0.5 to 1%. The federal government same thing. We get on average 1% of the money so what does that mean? That means that you at Cafe Mocha can't pay your host more. You can't grow your staff. You can't increase your marketing budget. You can't increase your advertising budget. So you would love to take out billboards and run more digital ads to get more people to become aware of you and listen to your show. Well, it comes down to money. If I don't have the money to spend on that, then I can't market my show and I can't be just as big. This thing happens all the time. And so that's why. So to understand numbers. Fox News makes a profit, not revenue, a profit, meaning how much they got left over after expenses of $1.5 billion. Wow. CNN's profit is a billion dollars. Uh. MSNBC's profit is around $700 million. And so that's why when you look at black-owned media, we can't afford to send, uh, we can have somebody who's a congressional correspondent, cover uh uh, stores all across the country we simply don't have the capacity so i have been working with congressional black caucus uh to demand an audit of the federal government what how much money did black owned media get when it came to the census when it came to covid money and when it comes to every federal agency four years ago congresswoman Eleanor holmes norton uh had the general accounting office the gao do that, that study and it showed that in five years, this was 2018, this is, this is when Obama was president, y'all, okay? In five years, $5 billion was spent by the federal government. That's taxpayer money. $51 million of the $5 billion over five years went to black-owned media. That means that black-owned media, on average, got just $10 million a year. That's collected. All black-owned media out of the $1 billion being spent every year. Mm. That is an abomination, and that has to change.
1: You're talking about holding them accountable. This is about accountability.
2: It's about accountability. It's about equity. It's about fair share, because I can tell you, because I I own my company, my company's New Vision Media, my uh, digital network's called Black Star Network, okay? Those are companies. I can tell you, I have been in the meetings with these ad agencies, and understand this here. Who gets the ad contracts that control the federal government dollars? The same largely white ad agencies that we're fighting with for the general market dollars. So when we meet with them, y'all, it's, it's crazy. They'll sit here and say, oh, you must deliver this audience. Well, you don't have the capacity to deliver that audience. And so then it's like, well, then you got to give the money back or you can't even compete. So they create the barriers that keep you from ever being able to grow. And so this is what happens to black owned companies all around the country. That's why we remain small. So, yeah, you got a few black owned, you got a couple of black owned media companies with size urban one essence. But that's it. That's it. I'm sorry. We need more than two. And so uh, I'm not begrudging them. What I'm saying is we need more black owned media companies getting the dollar, being able to participate in order for us to be able to grow. I am tired of black owned media and black people surviving we're always surviving yeah. i want us to be thriving
3: it's cafe mocha we're talking to roland martin from roland martin unfiltered and you know roland i thought that once byron allen started making all that noise and suing and winning that media companies would kind of come around a little bit and go okay well let's No
2: no no look <laughs> like no, no, no.
3: Let's at least act no, like no. No.
2: No, 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 no. First, first of all, I'm going to explain. Byron's initial suit was with Comcast to get a carriage deal. Okay, so that's not advertised. Right. And yes, he, and he, along with me and Todd Brown and Butch Graves, uh, like uh, we have sent open letters to several companies uh, demanding a fair share. And, and guess what? Since we've been doing that, we've seen companies make moves. We've seen McDonald's, Coca-Cola. We've seen General Motors, a number of companies announced they're going to double their spend or increase their spend because here's what they were doing. They were spending 1%. And when we met with them um, uh, last year, they were like, well, you know, uh, we've increased it to two. Oh, thank you. We said, no, I'm not satisfied with 2%. I'm not satisfied with 5%. If we are 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of your revenue, your market share, well, damn it, we should be getting more, more of that money. It's return on investment." And trust me, they're paying attention. If we posted something, if Lonnie posts something, I post something, and Yo-Yo posts something, and we all post something, and all of a sudden, and it has 20, 30, 50, 75,000 likes and 5,000 comments. Oh, they pay attention. But you know what happens? We'll see 40 likes. We'll see 20 comments. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about billions. So at some point, we had we black folks in this country have got to start dealing with
3: the money. On the way, Yolanda Adams stars in a new TV show on BET Plus. She's here to talk about it. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. She's an award-winning gospel singer, host of her own morning show, and star of the new BET Plus series, Kingdom Business. On the line with us, Miss Yolanda Adams.
0: (laughs) hello, hello. Hello. You know,
4: I am so excited about this new series on BT Plus. Um, it's executive produced by the friend of the show, Devon Franklin, and you play the head of a church. Talk about the the whole plot of the show.
0: Well, I'm actually the uh, the head of a record label
1: mm, okay.
4: and
0: first lady of a church. Murder, intrigue, love, war uh-huh. all those things that make up good TV. <laughs> you,
1: you, you know. You know what was so crazy? I heard on the commercials, I'm listening and it says she's a a gospel singer and a pole dancer. I'm like, wait, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But no, I'm not. No, hold up. Hold up. Wait a yeah, minute. I was, like, yes. <laughs>
0: I was like, wait, 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 wait. I thought she was talking about no, the young lady who played I'm talking, Rebel. I'm like, no, no, no no, no. no, no. I no, will no. not be the... <laughs> oh, no, ma'am. I don't think you... I don't think anybody's TV is ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That'll be a hit. <laughs> Girl, <flip> one, Lonnie.
3: <laughs> a lot of people will be signing up for BET+. Oh. I know that.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, but there's a theme of redemption, definitely, and a lot of people need redemption, hmm. and so we're showing in the first season, we're showing that anybody is worth redeeming and anybody can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. So this young lady that you were talking about, who's the exotic dancer, we we, we choose to say exotic instead of pole. Praise the Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same <laughs> difference. <laughs> Same <laughs> difference. But, um, this, you know, she has her roots in the church and she has pretty much suffered church hurt after her mom passed and all of that stuff. So she, turns to dancing after a stint in juvie and all of that. And I'm not going to give all the juicy stuff away because, oh, my gosh, there's so much to unfold. But it is her road back to her relationship with God. Because you know how you try to not to tell everything, but it's yeah. so good that, you know, because you've been a part of it and you know where it goes. But uh, we we liken it, and I thank God for our writers we liken it to real life.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, not not that everybody goes through the exotic dancer thing, but everybody goes through something yeah. where they've lost their faith, they want to have faith in people, they want to have faith in, you know, in, in the church, they want to have faith in family, but all of those things have let them down. How do they get back to themselves? Because to me, the bottom line of overcoming is get back to, oh, this is what I used to be, this is what I don't want to be, this is where I am right now, but also I trust God again.
4: It's Cafe Mocha on the line, gospel winning singer, and my friend, you can tell I'm tired, Yolanda. Yolanda Adams. (laughs) All right, girl, I know you've been (laughs) up since (laughs) five. Okay. (laughs) You know, she's talking about her new BT Plus series, Kingdom Business. Now, how did you get involved in this project, Yolanda? Uh,
0: Dr. Holly Carter called me. Now, she and I have been friends for a while, and we were doing some research on some, um, I guess, some uh, TV projects or movie projects. And she was working at the time with Mary Mary, and she's like, we've really got to get you on TV, blah, 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 on and on and on. And I'm like, eh, I don't want some of the stuff that is being presented because I, I think that when you have that vehicle like you've used yours so, so amazingly, Lonnie, and, and all of you all have, uh, I think once you have that responsibility, there's a certain kind of way you should present whatever you're presenting. And I never want it to come off cheesy, you know. I never wanted to, and not that I'm saying that about anybody else, but I never wanted to come out off, this is a better word, inauthentic.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And so Mm -hmm. this project, when she finally gave me the project, I said, okay, I like this, I love the script, I love the reading. And Devon said at the premiere that they all had agreed before uh, I even got the role that I would probably be a good fit. Now, Mm. I had already auditioned, but, uh, uh, you know, you know how you have all these callbacks and stuff like that, but it, it turned out so well because the, the schedule worked, everything worked. It's, it's, it was like everything just fell into place. So I was really, really happy about it.
1: So you are playing Danita Jordan. Yes. Can you tell us anything about Danita Jordan? How is she presenting herself?
0: Oh, she's a mess, child. She (laughs) is a true mess. And, you know, transparently, she probably is more like some first ladies than uh, we want to admit. She's been hurt. She's in a loveless marriage. She has two beautiful children that she's pouring her life into uh, because of the... um, absence of the love and so she's pouring her life into her uh, record label and she is she's cold she's icy she's snappy and, uh, and we're finding out through her characterization as the episodes go along you find out oh So this could be why she's mad all the time. Uh, This could be why she never smiles. This could be why she's always snappy and has a retort for everything.
3: Cafe Mocha, we're talking to Yolanda Adams about her new BET Plus series, Kingdom Business. Um, I have to ask you, because you have, you know, like a, a few lines, a few acting lines on your resume. You've explained why maybe you haven't done so many acting projects, but I imagine stepping into such a large role um, in a series at that had to be a little bit scary. I mean, how did you deal with that part of it? Like being nervous to go into this whole new world of, you know, using a different talent muscle.
0: It was quite undaunting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I think, People have, they've seen my stronger talents. They've seen my more overt talents. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and as I said before, I didn't want to come off, you know, inauthentic. I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be something that people would say, oh, my gosh, I see the character and not Yolanda Adams, the singer. You know, and there were a lot of places that I had to go really, really deep into some, you know, Uh, background stuff to try to do that. And most of the stuff that I had to do that for, I had never experienced it. So I had to watch film. I had to go back to first ladies that I knew that were dealing with a whole bunch of stuff and draw from that. So yeah, it was daunting. It was definitely daunting because it's like, uh, what will they say? But I
3: mean, for me, I mean, getting to the place where you say yes, and you don't talk yourself out of it and go, oh, well, I got the radio show. I'm, you know, I'm working on the music. Uh, You know, like, you're so nervous that you sort of make the excuse to get yourself out of this next thing, like a lot of people do.
0: Well, uh, here's the thing. I'd already prayed for this. So this was an answer to a prayer. It wasn't like, you know, all of a sudden I woke up one day. Oh, I'm an act. No, I've I've acted since I was in uh, high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, but that doesn't count. But I can say that I'm a member of the thespian society if they have not burned my dinosaur card. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but you know, when you ask God to expand your territory, sometimes the territory is not conventional or traditional. And y'all know me; I've been on the show for uh, a, a few times. I, I'm not traditional, I'm not conventional, and I do come out of places where people are like, whoa, that was different. And so when you have asked for an expansion, just know that the expansion will, it will challenge you, it will get you to another level of focus, it will also uh, get you to another level of loving yourself and understanding who you are and your own capabilities. Definitely. Uh, Yolanda
4: Adams has the Yolanda Adams morning show. And many years ago when president Obama was the president, he invited Mm -hmm. all of the black hosts of radio to the white house. I remember. I was there with miss Yolanda Adams. And do you remember that Yolanda?
0: Of course I do. We had so much fun. (laughs) So much fun. April Ryan was there as well. Yes. And so, um, wow, just, I, I just missed Obama's. Can I say that on the radio? You
1: yes, you can. can. Of course you okay, can. <laughs> I, just,
0: I just missed him. Oh, my gosh, I missed him. So, and yes, Lonnie, I, I missed that moment. We were in the Oval
4: Office, you guys. Yes. And I said something to the president, but then he did a joke, and he says, we got to get Yolanda Adams some shoes. Like. <laughs>
0: You remember that? <laughs> yes, I do because we were talking about shoes. Uh, he's like, "Well, how? oh, remember?" He said, "Well, well, Yolanda, how many how many pairs of shoes do you have?" <laughs> and I said, "Um, and, and you know, my my thing was long. my my excuse was long because I know I have a good uh, thousand plus pairs of shoes, but oh. mm-hmm, I, I know." <laughs> I know it is a sickness. It, oh, it's a sin. sin.
1: It is a Look, sin, it is,
0: and it's inherited. Can I oh, tell you? Wow. It's Inherited. I... My my mama had it. My grandmother had it. So you know, it's hey, it's just you the way ain't it had No choice. <laughs> <laughs> no choice.
4: I love it. Well, talking about the Yolanda Adams Morning Show, do you still love doing it?
0: I still love doing it. We are on hiatus right now. You, well, you know, y'all know how some, how the summer months go, especially when you your co hosts have kids who are on summer vacation and all of that. And uh we're doing best of but the camaraderie between myself, A V, Marcus Wiley and Marcus Egby, it's just it's infectious number one. And uh, it's you understand that these people have been together so much so that they're a family and they can answer one another's uh, uh-huh. questions. Yeah, you know. How it's long like, have you been on the air? Seems uh,
1: like
0: this, the, yeah. <laughs> It seems like no, forever. I mean, this be, in a good way. Yeah, this, but... In a good way, yeah. This will be 16 years.
3: Wow. wow. See, I that told him wonderful. it was over a decade.
0: That is yeah, Definitely. She- but we
4: just love Yolanda Adams. We love her. Aww, we love her wholesomeness. We love her music. Um, you have gotten me through a lot of dark times. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I just want to thank you for that. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Gospel award winning talk show host, uh-huh. actress, Yolanda Adams. Uh-huh. Um Let's talk about this jewelry line, since we're talking about shoes. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. It's Yolanda Adams Jewelry, and, you I mean, we're all in the business, and we know how uh, expensive and extravagant jewelry can be. So what I wanted to do was, you know, I love jewelry, but I wanted to give my fans who probably couldn't go out and buy a $2,000 bracelet Give them a look that was of quality that you know didn't break the bank, but it was just as fashionable. So we created certain pieces for uh, folks who you know who want to buy the gems as opposed to the diamonds, and it's it's just it's been a, an adventure. And you all know with branding yourselves there are certain things that you stand by and you would stand by if it took everything from you. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, like all of your, you know, your, the the uh, that's a whole nother conversation. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I mean, you would, you would stand by the, and then there's certain things that you would not ever stand by. I yes. know that I wear, you know, everyday pieces that go to the gym with me. And I wanted that girl or that guy to be able to say, oh, okay, I'm taking that. Where can we find this jewelry? It's on uh, YolandaAdamsJewelry.com. And you also have a
4: handbag line coming up.
0: I have a handbag line. It's called YA Handbags. I am African-American, Jamaican, loving uh, <laughs> black woman. <laughs> because I do. I, and I just, it, it, my thing is that, it, you know, if I am spending my money on it, chances are there are at least another 2 billion people spending their money on it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, basic things that we don't think about are those things that we have to have. I mean, purses for us, whether it is a crossbody or a clutch or, I mean, you will need to keep your stuff in, you know, nearby, conveniently, close to you. So to me, it was just automatic, just like the jewelry, but the handbags came first. Couldn't make up my mind uh, which Set. I wanted to start with, whether I wanted to start with pearls and all that, but back to the handbags. (laughs) It's the same thing, you know, giving the affordability with the luxury look uh, that is uh, well made so that, you know, you don't break the bank. Because I'm about putting it in the bank as opposed to carrying the bank.
4: Well, you know what, Yolanda Adams, you are a shining example uh, of black excellence of uh, being a black woman. Yes. And I'm proud that to call you our friend, a friend of show, and my personal friend. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, <laughs> so you can deny it, <laughs> but you will always be my friend, Yolanda Adams. We were with the president, the first black president. Yes, we notice. were. <laughs> <laughs> you <Yes>. are crazy <laughs> thank you for stopping mm-hmm. through Cafe Mocha Yolanda we really uh, appreciate your time uh,
0: Yes, oh as much man as we- I appreciate y'all too oh my gosh you, y'all know I love you I, I love every one of y'all as well, much as we much love, you love
1: hearing your voice we cannot wait to see you on um, BET Plus congratulations check out uh, our thanks new so show. much, y'all Her new show,
4: Kingdom Business, on BET Plus, streaming right now. Check it out. Also, check out her jewelry line and the Yolanda Adams handbag line. Thank you, Yolanda.
1: It's Cafe Mocha. It's
3: Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo Yo on the line, five time stellar award winning gospel artist, Pastor Mike Jr. His new album is called Singles Ministry Volume One. Hi, Pastor mm-hmm. Mike. Hello.
5: What's- What's up? I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me.
3: You know, we want to talk to you about the single life and being single <laughs> and happy and single. I'm sure you, you, Lonnie always talked about that for years upon years. But before we get into the topic, tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got into music and your church.
5: Well, first off, I'm just so honored to be here, man. I absolutely love everything you guys um, have done throughout the years and are continuing to do. Uh, but I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, man. Literally at 25, started a church in the city with 10 of my friends. And if I can give you the quick version, at 25 it's 10 of us. At 26 it's close to a thousand of us. By 27 it's five or six thousand people in an arena, and like we just haven't looked back, you know. So we just been changing lives in the city of Birmingham. I recently just paid off. $1.4 million worth of medical debt for everyone in the Birmingham area who had passed through medical bills and wow. feeding the hungry and doing what we do. I think your misery becomes your ministry and your pain becomes your reason for living. So for me, I don't care where God takes me, Stellars and all this other stuff. In my heart, I'm still that kid sitting on the porch at my grandmother's house playing bingo when cars were passed by. <laughs> and I made God a promise. I said, if he ever blessed me, we were going to in turn bless people. So that's just what we do, man. We love God. We love people. We make a difference. And we make music. Let's go. <laughs> so talk,
3: talking about the music, what made you um, devote a whole
5: album to the single? Now, let me tell you what's crazy. This album almost got me put out of my house because I was I, I felt like doing it. So keep in mind, when quarantine first happened, I had a lot of members starting hitting me like, Pastor, pray for me. I'm like, what's going on? Are you sick? They were like, no, I'm just at home, quarantined, single. Like, I'm by myself, you know? So I discovered, I started getting on Zooms with them and saying how difficult it was to be locked in a house alone to your thoughts, alone to your past, alone to your ambition, to your hurts, to your desires. So as they would just tell me stories, I would begin to just write songs based off the stories I would hear. Right. And uh, and it hit me. I said, I want to do an album strictly for the singles. And uh, we released it. And I thought it was going to be a passion project. In my head, I told my team, it's not going to chart. We're not going to make no noise. It's basically mm-hmm. from my church. And we woke up the next morning. It was number one on iTunes. And I said, <laughs> won't he do it? Yes, he will. Well, I'm mm-hmm.
1: excited. There's so many people that's talking about relationships that's ended during this time and a lot of people who are unsure what to do to make their relationship work what are some words of encouragement
5: Uh, one thing i would tell them i'm in the midst of a series now that i believe can bless everybody entitled i quit and we live in a culture now where we're taught quitters never win and winners never quit be tough strong tough it out I think that's one of the greatest myths and lies that we've ever heard. You know, we say stuff in church that's not even biblical. We say stuff like if you hold on a little while longer. Well, that's that's situational. That's not global. If I'm holding hot coal, I need to drop it. I shouldn't say hold on a little while longer. You know, so for me, I have seen the adverse effects of people staying in relationships longer than they should. So to somebody who's single right now, I would say, be honest. Are you single and satisfied? Are you single and seeking? Uh, Are you single and mating? Be real about where you are in your life and just take control of who you are. One thing we can say, I I told a group of guys this about um, women yesterday. I told them, I said, women are so strong now that you don't even have to lie to them. Give them the truth and let them make their own decisions. And That's I believe true. right now a, a lot of people are living in bondage because they are stuck in hell, hostage to decisions that they necessarily didn't have an option in. You know, they fell in love with a representative. You know this. You've been living mm-hmm. long enough that when you're dating, the person you meet <laughs> is not the person you're going to end up marrying. So we end up falling in love with potential. So we marry potential instead of marrying reality.
3: Because the thing is, guys always make it seem like, We the ones that come with the representation with our hair and our nails and our you know, whatever other fake things in our smile and batting our eyes. But Guys, switch it up, too. They bring, oh, baby, I'm going to take care
5: of this. And then they don't come with it. Hey, absolutely. Uh You know what we do? I told somebody, we always talk about how women are gold diggers. Well, men are gold fronters. You know, what we do, the same way they say, well, that's not her hair. That's not her eyelashes. That's not her body. Well, that car you got is rented. So, to me, the bait you use determines the fish you catch. So, if all you do, fellas, is flash your money, you're going to attract a certain type of female. And I think everyone shows their representative. Just like now, you guys are interviewing me and literally. The moment I got on the call with you guys, I, hey, how you doing? This is Pastor Mike. God bless you. As soon as I hang up the phone. I'm so tired. What are we should eat? Because everybody <laughs> has mastered fronting. That's yeah. what social media did. You know, <laughs> everybody mastered fronting. And for me, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Think about this. Here's what we don't preach in church. Singles are the most overlooked demographic in the church. So here's what we don't preach. Jesus was single and Paul was single. Jesus is who we worship. Paul is who we built churches after. Both of them said our assignment was too critical for relationships. So some of us have to come to the stark reality that right now I got a radio show, I got a career, I'm touring, I'm speaking. I don't have time to be somebody mama in a sense of having to cook and clean and do X, Y, Z and this. So I think a lot of us right now are, we need to reexamine our goals because a lot of us are praying for things that's antithetical to the other thing we prayed. You know, I had a guy tell me yesterday, man, I want to be on tour. I want to do X, Y, Z. Then he turned right back around and was like, but I don't want to miss nothing. I said, well, brother, you better clone yourself. Like, (laughs) because your prayers are counseling each other out. So I think we just got to be real with ourselves. You know, um, part of the problem,
3: I think, for those people... I'm going to say women, because I don't feel like men get this kind of pressure. Correct me if I'm wrong. That, you know, there's always a pressure for women to be in a relationship, to be married, to have children. You know, what do you do with the outside pressure? Because you could be resolving yourself like, this is what I'm doing. This is my focus. I'm good with this. But then you got all these bullets being thrown at you from everybody. People looking at you, what's wrong with her? She ain't got no kids. Like, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. good question.
1: (laughs) Good that's question. really
5: good I think one of the best things I heard I was um I had the precious privilege of interviewing Tasha Cobb and she said something to me that changed my life forever she said I've always wanted to have children and she of course she just testified how she went through a public battle of not being able to have kids and she mm-hmm. just recently adopted a beautiful baby but she said the pain of meeting people and saying when y'all gonna have some baby," not knowing that we're secretly trying mm-hmm. you know so for me I think that's something we gotta normalize being happy and alone you know and I think one thing I tell my singers a lot of time is I'm a boxing um, enthusiast. So I tell them, whenever your family members hit you with the jab of marriage and the jab of kids, counter it, punch with a jab of reality. <laughs> you know, so when they hit you with the whole, when you going to get married, are you happy in yours? You when know, you because stop a lot so of <laughs> the <Stop laughs> drinking so much. Stop drinking so Yeah. <laughs> oh, got to look back at them and say, well, I can, be, I can take yours if you want me to. <laughs> Here's your dose of espresso. Strong
1: hot news now.
3: This is The Espresso. For the past five years, Ms. Opal Lee has been fighting to make Juneteenth a national holiday. It's mind-boggling to think that we actually have a
1: holiday. I don't know how to explain it.
3: CNN did a full live four-hour Juneteenth concert with everybody from Chaka Khan to Neo to Mary Mary Michelle Williams and Anthony Hamilton closing the show with some gospel. Why is this occasion important to Anthony?
2: Freedom, a chance to be free, a chance to tell my kids uh, the history of becoming free, uh, what it means, and how important it is to utilize that space and your privilege and after weeks of letting
3: some mess escalate way beyond what it should have, Monique apologizes to DL's family. i like to
2: consider myself a woman of honor. So I've got to do something right now publicly that I did publicly. Hey. To DL's family, I want to
0: publicly apologize hey. if
3: I hurt hey, Oh, but only to his family, not to him. That's the espresso. <laughs> Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo, it's Cafe Mocha. We're talking to Pastor Mike Jr. He's not only a stellar award-winning gospel artist, but he's the pastor of Rock City Church in Birmingham, Alabama. We've been talking about... The Single Life, why so many people struggle with being single when maybe they shouldn't. So
1: what do you have to say to those women who feel like they don't want to hold on? I mean, you know, single, you know, because we give so much to being single and women are so dominant now and women are the breadwinners. They're given more access. And so they really don't have the patience to really hold on. We don't
3: have to see back at back at our parents' day and our parents' 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 day. You had to put up with that stuff. You didn't have a choice because you Uh now it's like, I don't
1: need you, please. And And, and that's what I mean. And because we have that attitude, I think that a lot of young women are giving up too quickly.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And see, I think one thing we have to do, I always pay attention to cultures. All right. So when grandmama was growing up, she didn't have a choice, you know he was a breadwinner he was everything she stayed home cooked and clean all right so then she had a child that child grew up watching claire so she watched she grew up watching claire huxable be a power broker but living with the mother who was taking care of a man so this secret ambition in her was no when i grow up i'm gonna be a boss so that young girl grew up and became this i-n-d-e-p-e-n however you spell it independent woman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay? But what happened is she gave birth to a child who grew up watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. Right. Who is now boss married. Think about it. We called them housewives, but most of them weren't even married. Right. Right. So now you have this new generation who's desiring the glam of a ring without the preparation of a marriage. So I think right now, that's why we're seeing so many young couples like, hey, I'm ready. You know, because I think one in part, I think some of them know what they want early, but then some of them really are just chasing a dream. We want it right now. You know, I tell everybody we run from process. You know what I'm saying? We run from process. You know, I thank God for the journey. I thank God for bankruptcy. I thank God for living in an extended state, having to roll quarters every Friday just to pay that to get another week to stay there. I thank God. um, I thank God for foreclosing on our first home. I thank God for the hard times, you know, me and my wife having to literally go to Wendy's and get a four-for-four and then which one you want? I get the nuggets, you get the the junior bacon cheeseburger, we'll split the fries and we'll get a drink. Mm -hmm. I thank God for the process because now it really made where we are now in life worth it. And sadly, so many people, I'm going to stop talking when I say is so many people Want the picture, not the blueprint. The picture is the end result. The blueprint is the details on how to get the end result. And sadly, <laughs> social media is giving us a culture where all we do is post our pictures and we omit the blueprint. So yeah. now we have people with all these leftover pieces at the end uh-huh. and don't realize what it took for us to become who we are. It's like me wanting to start a radio show tomorrow and then thinking, I'm going to be y'all. I don't uh-huh. know what y'all went through to get here. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So I think we. We've got to do better about embracing the process.
3: We've been talking about embracing being single instead of fighting it. This is Cafe Mocha. Our guest is Pastor Mike Jr. Before we wrap up, I want three tips that you give people for being single and satisfied and just being in that moment and being okay with it. All right, three tips. Number one, pick
5: what you like. Let's not even be spiritual. I know you thought I was going to say pray about it. You don't have to pray about what you can pick. So what I would tell them right now, if you're single, you have a right to be picky and choosy. You pick what you like. Number two, be real about what you cannot take. What are your non-negotiables? You know, if you're a breast man, don't get nobody in the itty bitty committee. If you, if you, if you like a tall girl, get you a tall girl. If you like chocolate men, don't get a light skin breast. <laughs> Pick what you like. Stop making this so spiritual and just be real with yourself. Number one, pick what you like. Number two, what are your non-negotiables? I don't like people who smoke, so don't date a smoker. I don't like people who cuss and club. Don't date a cuss and clubber. And number three, don't move forward without God. I don't care how great of a pick you make. I don't care if they meet all your non-negotiables. If God ain't in it, I just don't believe it's going to work. And that's my three points.
3: Okay. I love it. Okay. <laughs>
5: I think I just got in trouble too. I didn't mean to say that uh, one no, part. It, what Jesus does the yeah, bitty it. itty committee itty, oh, itty bitty body.
3: committee that will get bleak, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling. You started the conversation talking about. The work that you're doing in the community—a community that mm-hmm. is poor, a community that is very black—how um, mm-hmm. can people
5: support your work? Man, do do me a favor. You can text Rock Nation, Rock Nation to two eight nine five zero. That's R O C K N A T I O N. Rock Nation to two eight nine five zero, and you can help be a part of what we're doing. Man, we're so excited about all the strides we're making. Uh, we have one of the only African American owned, fully accredited Christian schools in the state of Alabama K through eight. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. And we're continuing to make a difference. I tell everybody, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So that's one of the hallmarks and bedrock principles of my life. We give, Giving is what we do. So any person who wants to be a part of that, you can literally just text live big to 28950 and we can connect you and you can help us change lives.
3: Pastor Mike Jr. His hit album, the new one is called Singles Ministry Volume 1, and he's pastor of Rock City Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Thank you for joining us. It's great
5: to meet you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Now
3: you can go eat dinner and scratch uh, yeah. and do uh, whatever great else. Conversation. Great conversation.
5: Uh, th- I thank you guys so much. And if you guys ever need anything, I want to call away. Thank you so much.
3: If you want a little inspiration, make sure you follow Pastor Mike on Instagram, Pastor Mike Jr. That's the show. You can follow us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio and make sure you download the podcast. Just go to wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Cafe Mocha Radio, click follow or subscribe, have the show delivered right to your phone. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media, executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit cafemocharadio.com.